The Evermore podcast is now sponsored by WFST Total Compliance. WFST provides fire safety requirements UK-wide to prepare you and your employees should the worst happen. Do what you do best and visit wfst.co.uk today. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Evermore YouTube channel. We are back on Wednesday night for the Evermore podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I've been inspired by Bruno, so I've been joined by three brilliant Brazilian bastards. I've got Carl Charlison, who's come back on. He's been away for a little extended stay. I've got Leo Forstinho, and I've got Paulo Castelio. How are you doing, lads? You all right? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. No comment. No words. No comment. Well, it's no better words. than the Silver Fox, Lee. It's better than the Silver Fox, isn't it? I wasn't going to throw that one out too early, mate. So I thought I'd give you Brazilian. I, I thought I'd give you Brazilian, but not a painful one, mate. Not a painful <laughs> one. So, yeah. I, do, I do love this Willick Willikino crack, I must admit, from, uh, from uh, Bruno. It's absolutely amazing. He's had a mint week, Bruno. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a minute. But we're going to get stuck right in. Just before we do, a little reminder, anybody who hasn't checked us out before, please consider subscribing. We'd love you to come on board. We're under just we're under 2,600, only just. So smash that button, come and join us. All free content. Don't charge you a penny for this. Two live shows, Mondays on this one you're about to watch on Wednesday, including loads of pop-up videos and just free Newcastle United content. And we're live as well, so feel free to jump in the comments. We've got a couple already in there. Even new, Roger, good to see you, mate. And PDK is raising the glass already. So let's get stuck in, lads. It's been a good week for Newcastle United. We're buzzing from the result. We've won again. It's nice to have that winning feeling. And we're going to start with, is the top four back on? Lee, just starting with you, mate. You would have been at the ground, I'm sure, with, with the lad, the famous lad. Um, good result, mate. And great to see Alexander Izak in the goals. It was. We looked a different proposition compared to what we've looked like for the last few weeks. In regards to your question, um, is the top four still on? I would ask the question, was the top four ever off as such? Um, we were always going to have a rough patch, let's be honest. We couldn't have sustained the form that we showed pre-World Cup um, for the entire season, if for nothing else than down to the squad depth we've got. We, everybody knew, everybody acknowledged we had a very, very strong first 11, 12, 13, potentially even 14 players. But after that, you are looking quite thin on the ground and what have you. And so, so as I say, we were always going to have a, that rough patch. That rough patch, however, is like one winning eight games. We've lost two games. We've lost at home to Liverpool um, and we've lost to Manchester City, who, let's be fair, if you'd have said at the start of the season, the only two teams that were going to beat us by the time we got to March were going to be Liverpool and Manchester City in the league, you'd have ripped people's arms off. Yeah, so that's, people have called it a mini crisis. If you'd have offered me four points behind fourth place, two games in hand, three defeats all season, at the, end, at the middle of March as a crisis, I would have ripped your arm off. So I would have said the, the top four was never, never, what you call it, out of the equation for me. I'll take that as a crisis all day. I still think we are firmly in the mix, particularly after last weekend's results. Um, the Tottenham result obviously could have gone a little bit better for us. But again, I'll take where we currently are sat in that table, um, particularly looking at the running. And I know we're going to look at the running um, our final 13 fixtures over the course of the next few minutes. Um, I would have taken that all day long personally. So, yes, we're banging the mix and Tottenham need to be looking over the shoulder. 
Absolutely. We're going to get stuck right into the fixtures in a minute. Carl, we're just coming to you on, on this one, mate. Are you in the same agreement with Lee? Did you never have any any doubt that we were going to go in the top four, mate? Or did you start to have a little bit of a concern when the, the goals dried up? I mean, I, I said a while ago that I was a bit concerned about the draws. Um, too many draws, not scoring enough goals. But actually, it's probably looking back now, it's probably the draws that's kept we're in, in the mix, really. So I I 100% agree um, with with Lee and the fact that we 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 are banging it um, and we just need to make sure that we we're, we're still difficult to beat like we have been all season. Like Lee said, we've only been beaten by two sides in the league this season: Liverpool and City. And if you had said that at the beginning of the season, you would have probably have expected those to be the teams that have beat you anyway, because I know Liverpool's had a bit of a shock, but they were like they've been right up there for the last four or five years, challenging City. So I would have been over the moon with that, considering where we were this time last year. We just started to hit form this time last year in terms of on our our run of winning games. So if we can replicate that um, in terms of the same end of the season as we had last season, then I think we've got an excellent chance of of getting the top four, well fourth. Yeah, good show. PK, ever the pragmatist, mate, did you ever have any wavering doubts or <laughs> were, you, were you still optimistic? I mean, having Isaac back is huge, mate, isn't it? And in the goal, I mean, he, that's I mean, going to be surely for us to keep in this in this hunt for top four, mate. Yeah, very much. I mean, I think Wilson's been looking tired since really since the World Cup. He's been jaded, hasn't yeah, he? Rest. I think Eddie's, we've been screaming out for Isaac to start regularly for, for weeks now, but I think, you know, there's only one man or one team that know when he's ready to start, you know, in terms of, you know, a long time out, four months out at the end of the day and, and getting up to match fitness in the Premier League is not easy. So I think he's effectively unleashed him. And I thought he was outstanding at the weekend, by the way, brilliant, brilliant headed goal for someone who can't head a ball, apparently. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think a biggie for us, we've got one game and then we've got two weeks off. We've got some warm weather training that two weeks off. We're talking about lately nailed it earlier, 11, 12, 13, 14, squad or first teamers squads light we know the squads light but we haven't fallen away you know we've picked up points where we could have lost we've lost you know arsenal and us have lost three games in the league and that's it this season nobody's lost that um less nobody's lost less games than us yeah some of them should have been wins which would have had us further up the table but at the end of the day lee called it four points behind with two games in Andover spurs Six points behind Man United with a game in hand and them to play at home with a significantly better goal difference as well. Nothing says that we're not we're not still in the hunt. Do I think we'll do it? I know we're going to look at it a bit later on, but I think yeah. this two-week break's massive for us. I yeah. think given the guys a breather, you know, some of the players at a given Longstaff a breather at the weekend had... Joe Linton not being suspended, but he couldn't. And this is the problem we got with the with the with the squad depth, I think. So that two weeks off, I'll say it again for the third time. This two weeks off is going to be massive for us, it's going to give us a good break. And then we can go in the final 12 or so games of the season and fire and just have a go. Got nothing to lose. On the subject, yeah. if I can, on the subject of these uh, international break, um, and you mentioned PK that we've also we've got Man United's play at home. We've also got Spurs to come to St. James's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got two mm-hmm. games on hand, a superior goal difference, four points down, <clears> and Tottenham to play at St James's. And can you imagine how bouncing St James's is going to be that day if 
where Nip and Tuck with Tottenham. I mean, it'll make yeah. Arsenal look like a tea party last season. <laughs> they will. But on the subject of the warm weather break, cast your mind back to me when me and you went down to Ellen Drive last January, PK? Yep. Yeah. That was uh, the game before we flew off to, not me and you personally, obviously that would be weird. But before, <laughs> before I wish. Not, what, nothing wrong with that, Lee. Nothing yeah. wrong with that, mate. You know, you silver folks. Before the squad flew off to Saudi, and if you look at the impact that that two week yeah. break had in terms of mentality, team spirit, togetherness, and what have you, if we can come back and even get close to replicating the fact well, that that sort of performance level for the rest of this season. I mean, I'm not saying we will make top four. I'm not saying we won't. But my Christ, we'll have a proper shot at it. And I think... Sorry, PK. This is a bit concerning. This is a bit concerning that Isaac's been called up for Sweden. You you can just quickly jump in and take that PK and I'll get get Carl's take on it. That's a worry for me because that's where he got his injury last time um, when he was on the training camp of Sweden. Yeah, yeah. But you can get... You know what? You can get injured anywhere. I'm not... It's no biggie for me. It's... You know what? It might give the guy a lot of confidence, you know, Zlatan's there as well. Might just give the guy a lot of confidence training alongside mid Zlatan, playing alongside Zlatan's him as well. there again. How old is Zlatan? Is he about 62 now or something? He's 83. <laughs> <laughs> good God. Still a good player, I'm sure. I'd still take him on a free transfer. Carl, is that, does that worry you that Isaac's been called up, mate, in case, you know, he's burning himself out? No, no, because going back to what you said before about we've all been chomping at the bit for him, Eddie said in the press conference he had to he had to correct his wording because he said that he wasn't fit he wasn't fit enough to start. What he meant was he's fit enough to start for most Premier League teams, but the way Eddie wants him to play with this yeah. high press and running in the channels like he did against Wolves, he's not able to to do a, a full 90 minutes. And if you look at the reason why we said Wilson's form's dipped off, it's probably because he pushed so hard to get into that World Cup squad. And then the intensity of coming back has been exactly the same. And, um, and sadly enough, he, he just can't do it anymore, Wilson. So yeah, actually, right. actually, um, with with um, with Isaac being a complete different player in terms of what it is, I agree with PK. It might give him a bit of a, a boost that he's he's now with the form that he's shown for us in glimpses. He's now been called up to the, uh, the national team. And as I say... I mean, I don't know. Are they, are they playing or is it just training or what? Or I'm not. I'm not team? sure. That, that, that's obviously breaking news. Just, just coming there. I, I think just going back to Isaac, you know, in terms of what he brought to Newcastle, um, and this can also help us with the running. We'll look at these fixtures in a minute. But it, it gave Alexander. So it gave Alan St. Maximum an outlet, didn't it? I mean, I, I've yeah. never seen Maxi pass the ball as much as he did at the weekend, rather than just trying to beat six men on his own. You know, for the first twenty minutes of the game. He was threading through balls through, and because Isaac was stretching the defence so much and yeah. being available for that run every single time, you know that that is a brilliant addition to bring into this squad for the running. It's a real shame that Gordon's picked up a knock because he could also bring you that level of speed and, and, and pulling defenders out. Hopefully, he won't be out too long. But but I think going back to what you were saying as well, Lee, in terms of us being kind of cheek to cheek with Spurs, um, we'll get into this in a minute. But Spurs are still heavily reliant on one player standing up and winning them games. Yes, he's a phenomenal player. There's no doubt about that. But when he doesn't show up, they don't show up. Whereas we've now got Isaac, Maxi's looking good. Willick was brilliant at the weekend. You know, Bruno, Bruno's playing with an injury, in my opinion. And this this 
break, hopefully, worn by the break, will help Bruno repair, you know, and come back a bit stronger as well. We've got Joe Linton to come back in. I, th- I think you might be right, Lee. I, I think that out of all the other teams, we've arguably got more players that can impact the game. Would you agree on that one, Lee? Do you think rather than what Spurs have got at the minute, the way our lads are playing, do you think we've got more match winners than them, potentially? I think when you look at them player for player, there's every argument to say that. I think also Bentico is injured as well, as far as I'm aware. Yes. He's been a huge player for Tottenham this season, and he's only recently become injured. So he's going to be a big miss over the course of the next couple of weeks. Um, Son hasn't been the player he was last season. Um, he still shows it in the flashes. Um, Richarlison, I saw a quite a funny stat the other day about Richarlison. He scored two Premier League goals this season. Both of them were against Nottingham Forest. Both of them got ruled offside. And both of them, he got booked for taking his shirt off. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's, he's not really... Um, had that just impact. sums him up as a player, really, mate, doesn't it, to be fair? He's not really had the impact that um, no. Tottenham were expecting him to. But was he 50 what, million? Was he 50 million? Whatever he, was, he was, yeah. whatever he was, he was a million too much. He was. Um, one thing I would say about Saturday, I saw something in the team on Saturday that I've not seen for a while. There was a spark there. There was a bit of um, flamboyance about them. They looked, they looked on it. And the, let's be honest, they haven't looked on it for a number of weeks. But I saw a spark yeah. there on Saturday that took me back to what we were playing like prior to the World Cup and towards even the arse end of last season. And that gave me a hell of a lot of confidence. I said to the lad, as you call him, Chris, I said to him on the way up on Saturday morning, I said, it doesn't matter how we win. We just need to win. Whether it's an own goal going in off Triore's arse, I'll take a 1-0. But to get the win and also to play well, bar a probably 20-minute period in the second half, we did play well. We, we, We dominated them in the first half. We should have been out of sight. Um, right. So, coming back to your question, do we have more match winners or impact players, as you like, to, as you want to call them, than Tottenham currently? I think possibly there's an argument to say we do. Isaac having the impact he's had um, will absolutely motivate Callum Wilson for the rest of the season. He will be chomping because Callum Wilson's a very, um, he's a bit of a peacock. He likes to be the centre of attention. He likes to be <laughs> yes, yes. He'll not like the, he'll not like Mikel Antonio taking the piss out of him on that podcast because he's on the bench. Yeah. I love he the banner. Be, I love the banner between them two. That though, it's classic. He will, he will be chomping at the bit to what you call a dislodge, Isaac, and that yeah. can only be another good thing for us. So when you look at the impact players that we've got for the remainder of the season, absolutely, I think we've got everything we need to catch Tottenham and take them over. Yeah. PK, I know you want to come in here, but just, just to throw a little curveball at you, what Lee said there about, about us looking back on it, do you think the cup final was a bit of a distraction for the lads? Yeah, of course, it, think that of was, course it was. 100% it was. Even Eddie Howe said that in his press conference. He said at the time they didn't realise that it was a distraction, but it definitely was an unwanted distraction or a wanted yeah. distraction, whichever way you do it. But I think they didn't realise at the time, but yeah. It was, it was, it was. But actually, my point was not just about catching Tottenham. My point is that we've got Liverpool up our asses and they're two points behind us. And Liverpool have got more game winners than anybody in the league, probably apart from Manchester City. You know, they've started, Nunes are starting a fire. They've got Jota back. They've got Firmino back. They've got uh, the kid from Ajax. Is he from Ajax? The Dutch kid. 
Gakpo. Gakpo from PSV. Yeah, yeah. He's scoring goals. And Salah started to... Okay, he's missed a penalty at the weekend. And I know, you know, they were absolutely un, untouchable against Man United. And was amazing, that one, it really. They were untouchable against Man United. Ridiculous, that. Ridiculous. They were never losing the game against us, 2-0 up, before yeah. we got uh, before we got Nick Pope and ceremoniously sent off. Um, I think they're a bigger danger than Tottenham in a weird kind of way. But then Bournemouth beat them, so they're, they're still inconsistent. Mate. They're still, they're yeah, still not they Liverpool are. at the worst. So I'm not even I'm not even ruling Chelsea out, by the way. Oh, I would. No, they're, they're a basket case, man. They're no yeah, they are a basket rules, case, man. but they're still they're only seven points behind us. They won't get. They won't bridge that gap. You clip this. Clip this now, Mark. Mark's watching somewhere. Clip this now, Mark. Chelsea will not catch us in the top four. Oh, they shouldn't. No chance. And I think. It, and I think a big one, a big one for me, and I uh, mentioned it off air before, is that Casemiro's missing for four games. Let's that's, not that's rule huge. out the fact that him and Rashford make Man United tick. You stop yes. those two, you stop Man United, and Rashford cannot conceivably keep scoring goals. Day, uh, you know, week in, week out, it's got to stop at some point, hasn't it? Hopefully. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, we're going to move on to um, the remaining fixtures and obviously look at some of the run-ins. And uh, Mark Mark isn't here in in, uh, in in body, but he has been here in spirit. He's, he's bashed up one of his brilliant slides that gives Sky Sports a run for its money. Carl, I'm going to come to you first. Because I know you, you've also been doing some digging in the background. So, so we're looking at the fixtures. We'll, we'll get the other lads' take on some potential banana skins here that for us and, and for them. Yeah. But, but looking at looking at those fixtures, I mean, we've got Man United in there. You know, Lee and I both agreed before we come on air that Man United possibly are a little bit too far yeah. away from us. But but I definitely think between it's got to be between Spurs, Liverpool, and ourselves for the, yeah. for the fourth spot. How do you see this running coming in, mate? And, and how do you see us managing this running? Well, I, what I did was I had a look at the three um, Spurs, Austin, Full. Um, uh, Liverpool, and I just looked at the games, and I, I myself personally just categorised them into like a traffic light, yeah, um, colour coordination. And if you look at obviously the red being the hardest games, Spurs have got a block of three games uh, of of us, Man United, and Liverpool. So us away, um, Man United at home, and Liverpool away. Liverpool have got the next three games because I know it says Fulham up there, but I think it's because of the cult that they're not playing them. It's uh, the game postponed. Yeah. So they've got City away, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home. So then That's again, a tough they've three got, games that another game. three games where if you look at our red fixtures, I put uh, Man United at home, Spurs at home, Arsenal at home, and Chelsea away. We've got ours spread, and if we can get some some good results against some of those games, especially the fact that we've got three of them at home. Lee said the other night that out of the remaining home games, he reckon we can e- we should we could easily get four out of six wins, which is not, you know, that we might get other draws in there, but hopefully we can think about what we were doing last season, Chris. We were looking to take points off people around us, which was in the relegation zone. This season, to do the same thing, we'll be taking points off people for a Champions League place. So Man United, Spurs and Arsenal at home. Well, definitely Man United and Spurs at home are huge, huge yeah. games. And I, what I also then done was um, looked at what I thought we might get from a points perspective. And then I looked at what we the points we got last season. So if we look at the reverse fixtures, I know we haven't played Forest and I've just put us down as a win, fingers crossed for that game. But if I look at the um, correspondence fixtures last season, we got 21 points. Mm. Um, I'm not 
yeah, we got we got twenty one points from the reverse, for, like from them games last season. So if you add that on to what we've got so far, that takes us to sixty five. Lee's Lee's normally the stat who checks the previous season. <laughs> he's got he's got his notes. I'll come to him next, but he's got so, his notes. <laughs> but it would be interesting to see over the last couple of seasons where yeah. where sixty five points would get us. Obviously, we might have to go more to get Champions League. But if we just look at what we did last season, you know, um, 21 points, another 21 points is what we potentially get. Yeah. I mean, a couple of comments came in there. That, I mean, coming back to you here, Lee, Brighton, Brighton's not an easy game. I think Brighton, Brighton's a tough game. Um, they've had a great season, even, you know, with a change of manager and everything else, a great season. Um, and I think there is some tough games in there, but I mean... You know, Carl's mentioned what you said there about the home form, Lee. I'm with you. I think the home form is definitely key in, in this running, mate. And where's the banana skins, in your opinion, Lee, do you see here? And, and, and is there any other ones and the other teams that, that you think may, may trip them up? Surprise I've, I've been really sad and I've done a similar exercise to that that Carl has. Um, I've had a look at all of the fixtures across all three teams. And I've not yeah. looked at it in a wildly optimistic view. I've got... Um, for instance, I've got Tottenham only losing one more game this season. I've got Liverpool um, only losing two more games this season. I've got yeah. us losing another two games this season. The two games that I've taken us to lose, funnily enough, um, I've gone for Everton being one oh. of them. Anthony it's, Gordon winner there, mate. Don't be yeah. pessimistic. It's a tough place to go <laughs> good at the end of the season when they've got something to play for. It is. Yeah. You've seen the scenes outside the ground. And I think we'll lose at Chelsea. Um, coming Liverpool, Carl touched on it earlier on. For me, um, I think Liverpool's top four push, if there ever was a top four push, I think that'll be over and done. Um, after the next three fixtures, they've got personally, I can only see them getting a point out of those yeah. three fixtures, and I think that point will come at Chelsea. Um, right. I, I think they'll lose it's Man City. And also, I think they'll lose at Arsenal. I keep looking at Arsenal and thinking, are they going to come unstuck? And they keep churning out result after result, performance after performance. And you just wonder, where are Arsenal going to trip up? Are they going to trip up? And at the minute, I think they'll go to Anfield and I think they'll win. I think their, their game suits um, Liverpool, personally. So I did exactly the same exercise as Carl. Um, I'll tell you where I ended up. Um, I did end up with us in the top four. Um, I, I actually had us ending up on 69 points. Top four for the last six seasons, average points required is 66, to answer your yeah. question from earlier on, Carl. Yeah. But I've got and, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham securing less points than Newcastle and Liverpool over the course of their last, I think they've got um, 11 games left. I've only got Tottenham yeah. picking up another 18 points. They're very, very flaky away from home, Tottenham are. They've, they've lost five games already this season away from home. And they're not just games that you would normally expect them to lose. They're games against teams that you would normally expect them to get something against. Um, so I've got Tottenham picking up 18 points and finishing on 66. Um, Liverpool, I've got picking up 20 points. I say only losing two games to Man City and Arsenal and finishing on 62. And as I say, I think their top four push will be finished after the next three games. And I've actually got one finishing on 69 points. Again, losing away to Everton and away to Chelsea. But picking up points... Um, where sometimes people might not expect it. I genuinely think we'll turn Manu over. I yeah, really do. I think the atmosphere that night is going to be off the scale, especially after February the 26th. And I think Tottenham's arses will drop. I genuinely yeah. think Tottenham's arses will drop when they come to St. James's. 
if we're within touching distance of Tottenham, they're not going to know what's hit them when they walk out on that pitch at St James's. So yeah, um, and again, I don't think I've been wildly optimistic. Um, no, I think these predictions. Um, I think we'll draw. We'll draw at Brentford. I think we'll get a draw at Villa. I'm not saying we're going to go there and win those games, but I think we'll win the games that we need to, and I think we'll qualify for the top four. Well, that's great to hear you so pessimistically. Just just to get that comment, I know I've been covering your uh, your handsome silver fox face there with Mark's comment, but that's quite an interesting one there that Mark said. So in season 18-19, fourth spot was 71 points. 19-20 was, um, I think, I was at 66. In 2021 was 67. 21-22 was 71. So, so PK, coming on to you with, with, with your kind of prediction on this. Um, the lads are obviously very optimistic. I'll give my take in a minute, but... You know, where do you see us with, with these runner fixtures here? I mean, we have got a very thin squad, as you rightly said. I know we don't have Europe or Cup games anymore, but the rest of the other teams have obviously got their focus on. But do you think this squad is, what's the word, resilient enough to, to, to get through these games and get the results that's needed to get top four, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the I was waiting for the negative comments. <laughs> I'm uh, I must be on the naughty step or in detention because I haven't done any homework on this at all. I've had a look at this these slides uh, very kindly. Sir. You're loose. You're loose. Kind of PK. You're, you're like you're like rigs from Lethal Weapon. You mate. You're yeah, a little bit. I'll take that. Thanks very much. Compliment or um. Yeah. So well, let, let me run through Newcastle's fixtures from the way I see it. I think we're going to beat Forest. Forest have got less players. <laughs> Forest is literally like throwing a deck of cards in the air and wondering who the hell they're going to be selecting. Yeah. But they've got 100%. at least 10 players out, including Brennan Johnson. So, yes, I think we go and beat Forest. Won't score many goals there, but I think we beat Forest. I think we beat Man United because Lee's, Lee's called it. I think that uh, we've got some revenge on our minds and Casemiro missing is massive. They'll have Fred and McTominay probably in that central midfield with uh, with the cheating Bruno in the Premier League. West Ham's a tough one. They're fighting for their lives. Uh, we may get a point there. I think we'll probably get a point at Brentford. And I think we may get a point at Villa. I think Villa are decent and they're good at home. I think Tottenham will be a tough game. I think they're really good on the break. And I think if we have too much of a go at them, I think they might pick us off. Again, everything's dependent on Harry Kane being fit, as you've said. Everton again is a toughie, right? Um, Lee's called that. You know, we they were fighting for that. We were safe last season when we went to Everton. Mm. They were fighting for their lives on that Thursday night on Prime when that fucking lunatic. We were all right until that lunatic tied his fucking cord around his neck at the goalpost. If you remember, <laughs> the guy, the guy tried to clip him with the, uh, the shield. Save the whales, prick. Wherever he fucking was. What a dickhead. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. I think that's a tough one. Sean Dyche, 1-0 at home. Dogs are war kind of game. We may, he loves we may a shithouse 1-0 winning old Dyche, didn't he? You could just see that get happen that day, couldn't you? Yeah, he does. He does. Um, Southampton will beat. Arsenal will be a massive game. Now, Lee's telling me, that, or Lee's telling us that um, Arsenal are going to Anfield and beating them, but did you say that we're going to turn them over up here, Lee? No, not Arsenal. He didn't see. He said he Man U and Spurs. Okay. No. I think was the, was the team. Fair enough. I think we might pick up a point from Arsenal. Um, okay, yeah. so I'll, I'll probably live with that as well. Leeds are fighting for their lives as well. These these teams have got something to play for, and that's dangerous, isn't it? You'd much True. rather play teams that are in the are in the middle of the league. I've got no, like that have got nothing to play for. I don't think we've got a game left. Look at them. I haven't got a game left against a side. Maybe Villa will be mid table. Are probably the only team there that have got nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah but that's 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 as that's as it stands. PK, they might it might change by the time we get down the table. Yeah, true. Well, true. Not I don't know if it will. 
Yeah, I mean, Leicester at home. I think we'll beat Leicester at home. Leeds away, I don't know about. You know, it's our local derby, really, in it, and they'll be massively up for that. Again, as Lee said earlier, that was the turning point for our season. Uh, Leicester at home will beat Chelsea. Will probably get beat, in, in all honesty. And Brighton, who knows? Brighton's a toughie, you know. Yeah. But they're like Very us. They, they, haven't got, they haven't got a big squad. Brighton, if they get a few injuries, again, I would hope that we'd at least not lose to them. Mm. But we've got, you know what? It's a little pointless looking at all the other clubs and who they've got to play because if we take care of ourselves, we get enough points, we can finish in the top four. I don't think we will because I think we'll draw too many of those games. Yeah, I don't think we'll yeah. pick up enough wins. Really, if you want to finish top four, you go to Salam, you go to Everton, you beat them. You go to Leeds and you beat them. Uh, you go to Chelsea and you pick up a point. You go to Brentford and you go to West Ham and you win those games. And I just don't know if we'll have enough to do that. The only saving grace, and I'll go back to what I said earlier, is I think this two-week break is going to be massive. Massive for the players that are tired, the Miggies of this world, the Sean Longstaffs of this world, Bruno to get him back fully fixed. I don't think he's in a Brazilian squad, Bruno, is he? They've rested a load of players. No, which is, which is really good. I think that's really Brilliant. good for us. The, yeah. the, the less football Bruno plays and the less travelling he does, yeah, uh, totally. the, the, the better. Yeah, Carl, I think you wanted to just come back in there, Carl, for one more yeah. point, didn't you, before I get um, my take on it? Um, last, if you remember last season, Eddie Howe spoke about um, blocking the games. And the mindset was... If you didn't get it, if you if obviously you want to go in and win every particular game, but if you went in and you didn't win a particular game, if it was within that particular block of games, it didn't matter as long as the, it sort of took the pressure off the players. Yeah. So I think going into these last um, uh, thirteen games or whatever it is um, that we've got, I think we'll probably do a similar sort of thing. So if you don't get the result you want, but then you come out of it where you're either one point behind or one point ahead, I think we'll we'll block it into certain particular games to try and mitigate what PK was saying about specific games bringing different things. I just think we'll block it into certain games and Eddie Howe will be like, right, well, we've got these. We'll have the first four games, Forest away, Man United at home, West Ham, Brentford, then the next four, and then maybe the last five um, in terms of what it is. I think that's how we'll approach it to try and get the the maximum number of points that we we need to get. Yeah, I mean, what what worries me, and I think Mark mentioned this on on, on what's going on on Monday as well, is in April there's a massive glut of games. I think we've got if we've got five or seven games or something in April, something mad like that. And I what think it's eight me, games in April. Eight games. I mean, fucking I think hell. so. What what worries me is um, is the thinness of our squad, and as, as Lee pointed out there, we've got a really good kind of fourteen. But outside of the fourteen, we don't really have any game changers to come in and, and do anything. You look at the bench; you still got people like Matt Ritchie there, and, and you know Elliot Anderson. As much as we want him to do something, he's still really inexperienced. So we we are struggling in terms of the, the depth there, and there's a massive glut of games very close together. If we get suspensions or injuries. You know, to key players that, that that could really cause us trouble. I'm still trying to stay positive. I, I do think that the the lack of distraction for cups in Europe will help us because the other teams will have a massive congested fixture uh, diary anyway in terms of how how far they go in Europe and everything else. So I think that will go in our favour. You're right, PK. Man United missing Casemiro for four games. I think it is, isn't it? Because it's a yeah. second red yeah. card. That's huge for them. Um, he he was he's what pulled them all together. Um, you know, he's he's, he's arguably he's arguably um, a, a contender for Player of the Year. How how much of an impact he's had? I think Audi said that uh, when he was on the, the other week. But if I look at those fixtures, there, I'm I'm very much in the same 
um, view with you guys as well. You know, I, I think Manchester United and Spurs at home, Lee, I, I do think with the, the way St. James's Park is now, the atmosphere, the intensity, and, and, and the fact that you say there's revenge on our minds uh, for the cup final and, you know, we want to, we want that spot as much as Spurs do maybe more. I, I do think that we get maximum points in those games. What, what the ones that concern me, if I'm honest with you, is Brentford away and, and West Ham away. I think Brentford are a really good side. And, and I think us going to Brentford uh, would would be, I think it would be a really difficult game. I think there's a draw on the cards there. So I, again, I see PK's predictions and it's hard for me to to disagree with them. But you look at teams down there like 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 Leeds and Leicester, you know, and Southampton, like you say, PK, they'll be fighting for their lives. These guys, by the time we play them, could be either totally cut adrift and fucked, you know what I mean, and, and, and have have um, a lot of it against them, you know, a lot of disarray going on, injuries to key players, you know, like um, Ward Prowse and people like that. If, if Southampton lose him, they're in big trouble. That's a good point about Brentford. Will Tony be banned? Does anybody know what's going on with Tony? Just does anyone want to take that? When's that decision made? Does anybody know? It's ongoing, I think, mate. I think they're just... It's still ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was rumours that he was going to be banned, like, imminently, but obviously... Uh-huh. The- they might wait until the end of the season. I don't. I don't know. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, I'd love if they waited just before our game and then suspended, yeah. and that would be <laughs> that would be superb to be fair. But there there is some tricky fixtures in there, you know. As as we say, um, and you know, it's great to be in the picture, isn't it, lads? It's great to be talking about this, you know. From the start of the season, we all keep saying, you know, we never would have dreamed of my wildest dreams, you know, that we we're going to be up into the Champions League, but ju- just, we'll move off this slide, but ju- just a, a little bit more on the Champions League. I'll come to you all individually. I'll start with you, Lee. What would Champions League, what would top four do to accelerate this project in the summer? What would it do in terms of the blueprint and where we're going to go? How would it change? It brings it forward by three years, in yeah. my opinion. It's a game changer, let's be honest. I, I think we've got until the arse end of next season to hit top four. Um, if we don't, I do believe that Bruno, God forbid it, would be off. Or Botman um, even as well. Or Botman. We're the likely destination for Bruno to be Real Madrid. I, can't, I can only see him ever leaving St. James's Park to go to Real Madrid. But what it does, it yeah. brings the project forward three years. But from a commercial revenue point of view, yeah, which the commercial revenue that comes with the Champions League, everybody's aware of it. It goes without saying. It takes you onto a different stratosphere to those clubs, even in the Premier League, mid-table in the Premier League. It takes you onto an entirely different plane. Um, but also, and this is the key for me, it's the attraction. Players want to play in the Champions League. All of a sudden, James Madison, um, If let's just say for argument's sake, we finished fourth and Tottenham finished fifth. Yeah. All of a sudden, let's just say Newcastle and Tottenham both bid for him in the summer. There's a there's a what you call there's something in that mix that might just swing him, and it's not going to be what you call it's not going to be Rosie's bar, believe me. Um, he, <laughs> maybe he, logos, maybe logos, Lee. <laughs> yeah, but we're not, as daft as it sounds, as I said, players want to play in the Champions League. The best players yeah, want yeah, to play in the Champions League. So, from a commercial revenue point of view, yeah takes the club onto a different level altogether yeah and then that includes future revenue as well because people all of a sudden want to be associated with your club people are climbing over each other to be on the front of your shirts to be a partner to have what you call it to be the corporate the partnership the dentist um, Newcastle United's dentist for example people would be 
climbing all over each other to get a part of Newcastle United. But for me, the biggest thing is that attracting those players. Because as I say, come the summer, Tottenham finish fourth, Newcastle finish fifth, and we both go for James Madison. He ends up at Tottenham. Uh, Never mind James Madison. Jack wants to go for Messi. I like the sound of that, mate. I think he'd still do a job, to be fair. Would he pass the now dickheads policy? Yeah, can he do it on a Tuesday night against Stoke in the FA Cup? We could go on all night about the difference qualifying for the Champions League would make to the club. And you would never you would never get through every benefit that the club would see. No, no, absolutely not. But, Carl, just to get your take on that as well, you know, are you in the same vein of lead? Do you think that it accelerates this project by two, three years, and then we open up a whole new door of caliber of players we can bring in? And is there a danger? I'll, I'll get PK's no dickhead policy take on this in a minute, but is there a danger of opening that door too soon that you potentially, um, you know, disharmonize what Eddie's built, you know, by doing that too soon? So, the first part of the question, what does it do? Um, I think with Without any European football, we know that the commercial end of the of the club is is shot as shit. I expect that revenue to potentially go up by fifty percent, just even if we don't get into Europe based on contacts, based on new strips and all the rest of it. So that will go massively. However, if we were to get Champions League, I think we could almost double what we've been making previously in in terms of revenue because, it, as Lee's said, it just opens so many different. Um, avenues and i know the plan um around um the rubens being involved is to to not only build obviously um the club but it's about the region as well and i think champions league attracts investment out yeah. around the club Rather so city. for me so for me all of a sudden you look in in the uk you've got london yeah where most Play, really good players would go and play for someone like Palace or or West Ham without them being in Europe because it's it's London. Then you look at Manchester, uh, the Northwest, sorry, because you've got Liverpool in there as well. And and then I think if we get this Champions League and then we get this, obviously the investment that we've got, I think Newcastle would be on on par with that with with London, the Northwest, and obviously the Northeast in terms of uh, uh, pulling power. Um, for the for the region as we know as it is, from a player's point of view, um, I think we've snuck some absolute bargains from the likes of obviously Arsenal with Bruno, Botman with Milan. We've we've done our, we've been able to sell the project, but I think the project becomes easier to sell for that yeah. next level of player. But like you just said, then and I won't steal PK's thunder, but it's like does that destabilise? But I think there's going to be an element of destabilising at the end of the season anyway, because listening to um, Eddie Howe's um, high-performance podcast that we've banged on so much about, he talked about the club needing to evolve. And I think if we get Champions League, the club will have to evolve. Otherwise, we'll crash and burn and we might not then get back into Champions League for quite a while. So I think I could see if we did get into the Champions League, there'd be a lot of players that would be sort of giving golden handshakes to potentially leave. That's my opinion. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. PK, just um, is Messi a dickhead, mate? I don't know whether uh, he has become a dickhead over, over the years. Nope. Does he pass your test? <laughs> yeah, he passes my test. I mean, he might be 74, but he's still better than anything we've got in our team. Yeah, he, let's be honest. And anything we've probably um, ever had, apart from Beasley. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Rob Lee as well. Um, yeah. 
I, I don't want to. I don't want to go over the same ground that Lee and uh, and Carl have gone through because both of them are right in everything that they've said. Yeah, it brings in shitloads more money, etc., etc., etc. You can get the next level of player. Of course, you can. You know, Newcastle finish fourth and Tottenham finish fifth, and Harry Kane puts in a transfer request. Does he? Does Maybe he say he doesn't want to come to Newcastle? <laughs> Who knows, right? Probably not. Knows, Maybe he goes yeah. to somewhere else. But what's to say he doesn't come to Newcastle and part of that project? You know what I mean? Um, one thing I, I guess there's a there's been a lot of talk in the last few days, as opposed to weeks, about us being quite quick in the ne- in the coming weeks to announce our new sponsors. So whether that be Saudi Air or whether that be new Riyadh Airways, of course, which is launched yeah. yesterday. Why, Got why, some of that why, in a minute. Yeah, we'll have a look at that. If we are. We know that the owners haven't targeted Champions League football for this for next season, right? It's not a target, right? If we get it, great. If it was a target that had gone far heavier in January's transfer window than they did, yeah. So why announce a deal with let's say Saudi Air before the season's up? Because if we get in the Champions League, that deal becomes much more valuable than if we don't qualify for Champions League. Yeah. Or are we hedging our bets that we sign a deal at, let's say, I don't know, I think we get five million a year for for uh, Fun eighty eight, which fuck, it yeah. uh, it runs out in uh, in the summer, right? We get seven million now for noon on the side of the on the sleeve. So we're getting more it's bad bad business by Ashley all around. Though. Bad business, yeah, and, and, and you know, backhanders and fucking underhanders. We've got yeah. all of this across the whole club at the minute, right? If we get into the Champions League, we we get, at least called it, and I don't need to call it again, we get to another level of finances. You get 120 million quid, I think, just for getting in the Champions League. Yeah. I think you get 4 million quid for playing a game and another 2 million for winning a game in the Champions League, right? It just takes you to another level, right? It does. Um, But we may get there, we may not get there. If we don't get there, it's no biggie in terms of Stopping the project. I know Lee's saying, you know, Bruno might away at the end of next season. Botman might. I'm not convinced by that. I think they are massively bought into the long term of it. Um, I think we strengthen the summer regardless. But yes, you get into the Champions League, you get a much better quality of footballer because they are clamouring to come here. Madison walks here if we get in the Champions League. Lee's absolutely yeah. right with it. So it's it's massive for me. But they're not they're not gonna gamble the future of the club on hitting it this season. They proved that in January. So they don't do it, but we get into the Europa. So let's say we finish sixth, get in the Europa League and get a Carabao Cup final. It's been a phenomenal season for us. That's probably... And and we walk away happy. Yeah, that's probably in all fairness, if you think about the the more um, steady growth of the project, that's probably a steadier growth plan to get in the Europa first, get the quality of player that'll help you have Europa football and you know, fight on all fronts in, in the league and then you go next for the, the, the Champions League. But just moving on to the next section because we have talked a little bit about new sponsors. So so that there was a bit of a leak early on uh, Twitter for the, the potential new kits, which I'm just going to pull up now, whether it's true or not. So this was the leak that went around Twitter, which which obviously has Saudi on the front. Um, just just really quickly, the, your lad's take on it. I, I think it looks quite nice, apart from the fact Castoria apparently still making the, the top. They're a fucking shambles. What was your take on that, Lee? If that's going to be the uh, the leak um, in terms just of just the, bring uh, that back up on screen for us, if you would. Yeah, yeah. Just look right. at that. You take off the Saudi and you replace yeah, it with yeah. a full Nertier. You replace that V neck with a round neck, and hair presto, you've got this season's kit. Um, <laughs> the the aware kit. Not a fan, then. The aware kit is a negative of this season's kit. 
Yes. Um, yeah. So for me, it's black and white stripes. There's only so much you can do. But for yeah. me, I'm not blown away by it either. As I said, the, the home um, kit is this season's with a V-neck in a different sponsor. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we've, got, we've got some comments there. Gary McBurney thinks the green one would look mint. PK, there was a black one, wasn't there? That I think was oh my God. In, in that was the black one. I've not got the black one. Thing of beauty. Thing of beauty, the black one. Um, black I couldn't blue. give a shit. I couldn't give a shit what strips we wear. I don't care. <laughs> Okay, so miserable with strips, mate. Come on, you, say, you would if we wore a red it. strip, you would kick off. That's what the Cardiff City fans said before that mentalist changed into wearing red. I don't give a shit what we wear. All right, let then, me power, burn it red. All right, let me go back. I couldn't give a shit what it looks like as long as we have the hope, the traditional home colors of black and white stripes. Yeah, and you know, we're not going red and white stripes for an away, that's clearly not happening. It really doesn't matter whether it's a Saudi-looking strip or whether it's all black. It fucking doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But those two look nice. I like the look of those two, by the way. Yeah, I do. I do. What about you, Carl? What did you think about the strips, mate? If that's the the, the new strips. I mean, the gold one that you haven't got is a thing of beauty. Um, The black one. I'll see if I can get that one up, actually. The home one. The home one, like Lee says, it it does. It just. It's black and white stripes. It doesn't really. It, it's not really much different to this season, really. It hasn't got a, a horrible looking four on it, which is good. Um, but the away one is just a, it's just a reverse of, of this season's where it's white and green to green and white. Yeah. So, you know, um, it, I think it'll it'll be interesting to see how the new sponsor incorporates into the shirt. Whereas the one we've obviously got this season, you've got that massive, huge thing over the front so it'll just be interesting to see whether the other strips are blended in with that yeah yeah oh we just we've just got it up there so for the shirt that oh. everyone was talking about it was oh, this wow. one here that is... i mean that that is pretty sexy that come on lee yeah. even for you being a miserable bastard that's a sexy strip come on mate give me give me a take on that one mate come on you'd wear that Ooh. wouldn't you it's a lovely shirt but i'm 30 year past wearing muscle vests believe me <laughs> I've seen your guns, mate, outside of logos with a gun show flexing, mate. I've seen that. You're right, that black one, mate. You rock that quite well, I think. Sorry to interrupt, but this one could turn up with shorts on on Sunday. It was fucking brassic. Shorts on? I know you live by the coast, mate, but shorts on's a bit much, you know? It was minus three or something, wasn't it? It was subtropical. (laughs) I went went to Wembley in a T-shirt and it was colder there, believe me. It was subtropical on Sunday. I bet it was. I bet it was. Uh, comments from BT that I don't know what the the um, the black one looks like. Different coloured numbers. I imagine it's probably gold ones. I'd imagine Jack loves it. He thinks it looks mint. Uh, two coin of phrase says a gold member in that one. Absolutely. I, I think that strip would be unbelievable. I must admit. Yeah. I really do. But, but I think it's you've probably some twelve year old bloke in the uh, in his bedroom. Twelve year old in his bedroom after his maths homework, just mocking up yeah. the strip. Get, get him a job. story that he's doing a better job than them wankers. To be fair, yeah. that's a, that's, a, that's a brilliant design. That, but uh, but we'll soon see. But I think as, as you've all said, the commercial revenue has got to be the thing that, that drives it because the fun eight eight deal was was honking really, and it was just a, a sad uh, indictment of how um, horrendous the Ashley era was. And speaking of some of the uh, hangovers from the Ashley era, our next game against those tricky trees, as Mark said, j- just to maybe make you all feel a bit better in the comments about how we progressed as a club. These two motherfuckers won't be in our midfield <laughs> come Friday night. So <laughs> we will be playing against them. There's a real good chance that could have been the Newcastle United midfield. So thank Christ 
that, that it wasn't. But coming to you first, Carl, on this one, mate, we'll, we'll talk a bit about the fixtures coming up. Um, this is a big game, mate. We need to carry that momentum on, don't we? We need to, um, we really need to, to take advantage, I think, of uh, of the fact that they're missing a hell of a lot of players, including apparently Brennan Johnson, who's yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting. Obviously, they've got a, um, a, an array of um, injuries, but what I will say is, Anybody that's ever been to the um, city ground before and been to that particular region as a whole, anyway, they are they are a, a fierce bunch of fans, uh, and they yeah, will they make, very loyal. especially on a Friday night. They we talk about the sometimes the atmosphere that we create. It's almost like they're on top of you there. So I think, no matter what team they put out, it'll be a tough game because I think the crowd will be up for that as well. Do you know what I mean? Like we just wherever we go now, one we know we always sell out anyway. But two, because we've got our newfound like wealth, if you like, we're a target. And I think we'll be a target for their fans in terms of how, how hostile it is. So whilst they've got a lot of players out, I think we definitely need to be complacent, um, you know, on on not be complacent and just be concentrating fully. I still think we'll win. It might be like a scrappy one-nil or something like that. But as I say, as long as the, the performance um is there, like it was against Wolves. And to be fair, like it has been in the other three games that we got be 2-0. We've actually played well in patches against Liverpool, uh, Man United in the final, and then City. We played well in every single one of those games. And we've it, it just proves how far we've come because we didn't get blown away by them. It was 2-0 yeah. in every scoreline. So as long as we're compact and we have been all season, and I think we'll, we will create chances and I think we'll win either 1-0 uh, or 2-1. No, it's a close game, you think, then. PK, what, what's your take on it? Mean, do you think we'll steamroll them, or do you think it's going to be a tight one like Carson's there with, with everything, you know, taking into account with the Friday night game and the and the way that, you know, the, the, the Forest fans are, etc., etc.? Just, just a bit of breaking news, actually. Brighton are 1-0 up at Humpton Palace. That's their derby, isn't it? Brighton Palace yeah, for some reason. It is, that is, it is actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Close to um, closest teams, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we don't go and steamroll them. We played them on the opening day and they looked all over the shop, didn't they? It was a comfortable yeah. professional team. They've got 15 new players, that's probably why. <laughs> they had, they've still got about, they've got like 40 new players on their books. And I know they yeah, had some like players, but crackers. No, nobody knows what team they'll select. Brennan Johnson missing is, if he misses, is massive yeah. for them. If Colback and Shelby start in that midfield against Willock, Longstaff, and Joel and uh, Bruno, Bruno. Bruno. Yeah. it's only one winner. Isaac's got the leg. Isaac's got the leg. We've, we've just got the legs to run them ragged, to be honest. But I don't think it'll be a big score. I think we'll be... <laughs> look at look at Lee in the bottom corner there. He's shitting his pants. It's like, oh, fucking hell, I'm going. I'm get yeah. We'll get a bit of it. We'll get a bit of it. I think I think we win 2-0 with goals from Isaac and Willock. There you go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. PK is not on the fence, Lee. He's bold and bold and brash. Don't don't stop being nervous about Forest Lee after you've just been saying we're going to finish top four. Come on, mate. We're, surely we're going to piss on Jack Colback and John Joe Shelby in midfield, mate. Come on, Lee. Fuck Live me. a little. What are you doing? <laughs> so you show the photograph of them at the start. Immediately I'm thinking, ah, oh, shit. And then PK Dale goes on for a 2-0 win if Shelby and Colback start. You are asking for bother. You are genuinely <laughs> asking for bother. Superstitious, <laughs> mate. Superstitious, was, uh, Mr. Forster. I was at the city ground almost 25 years ago when a certain Ian won. Oh, I remember that. Over chips. Um, and I'll never forget that night. That was one of my lowest nights as a, as a Newcastle fan. So, as I said, I'm not going there for any stretch of the imagination. 
thinking that we're going to steamroll them. They've only lost three games at home this season. They've won five, drawn five, lost three. But that, as Carl says, is a symptom of their fan base. Yeah. Um, I was unfortunate enough, lucky enough, whatever you want to call it, to live um, 30 miles from Nottingham for 16 years. Um, from the age of 16 to 32, I lived in a place called Grantham. So I grew up, all my friends from the age of 16 to 32 were all um, Notts Forest fans. And when Carl says they're on top of you, he's not lying because in the away end, at the city ground, they're literally fucking up on top of you. There's nets protecting you from yeah. the Forest fans that are above you. And it'll be a real, real hostile atmosphere. But we talked about Johnson potentially being out. I was looking on the Nottingham Evening Post website tonight, just trying to do a little bit of digging. And the quote is, he's got a real, really small chance of playing on Friday night. That's huge. If he's out, um, I think they've got one other player that Newcastle need to focus on snuffing out. And he was a figure of, um, it was a bit of a joke figure at the start of the season because the price tag of 43 million for Morgan Gibbs-White, um, everybody saw it as a joke. But I've watched Forrest a few times this season um, and he is by a country mile their best footballer. Everything that they do goes through Morgan Gibbs-White. And if we can close him down and Johnson's not playing, and say they've got an injury list as long as they're on, I'm not too fussed about the goalkeepers. We talked about it earlier because, let's be fair, Carol Navas is an able deputy. Um, I'm very pleased that Willie Bolly's out because he's a prick. Um, for no other reason than he's a prick. Um, <laughs> I the, 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 the big one uh, year, I, would, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He's a big target man, yeah. But he's, he, he's injured as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's out. Chris Wood's out. Um, Kuyate's out. So they have got a long injury list. So if Johnson's out and we can nullify Morgan Gibbs White, I think we can go be go down to there and be the fourth team to win this season. But yeah. I, can't, I can't believe he did that with Colback and Shelby. I, I just don't know what you think. <laughs> okay, lads. I'm just putting in my power cable there. I've just had a little bit of a low battery warning there. So I'm just He's just little... trying to put himself on the power of it, Emily, um, just to try and extend, not get on the fence. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm plugging in. Just talk, talk amongst yourselves for a second. I'm plugging in. I think. Well, right, uh, I'll ask you what you think the score's going to be, Chris. Well, uh, I am. I'm going to tell you right now, just as soon as my battery doesn't die on the laptop. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I think for me, just in terms of the injuries that they've had, you know, I think up front is, is key, Lee. I think for me, like you mentioned there, you know, the, the big lad might be out. Wood can't play. Um, so I don't know who's going to be up front for them. You know, Gibbs White is quite a versatile player. I know he can fill in there. You know, if Johnson's missing that, that's their outlet. And, and you know, love Shelby or hate him. You know, when he has a, a nippy player that can find space, we saw that with Dwight Gale. He's able to hit those passes. Now, I think because of the energy in our midfield, we'll snuff that out for Shelby. We won't let him get on the ball. Because we know all too well what he's like when he gets on the ball. If you can find that pass, and you've got you got something like Johnson, if he is fit, running in behind against maybe Dan Byrne, because I think he'll pull out that side. Um, you know that that's a ball to watch out for. But for me, I'm with PK. I think our midfield will absolutely smash their midfield. But I don't think we're going to batter them. <laughs> I don't make, make you sweaty. I don't think we're going to batter them. Ben Stretch. Um, but I actually think it might be a little bit more comprehensive. I'm I'm going to go three one. To Newcastle, I think we'll have the bit between my teeth after that win against Wolves. I think, providing Isaac doesn't come back, well, well actually, he's not going away, is he? So it's Friday night, but providing Isaac doesn't pick up any knocks um, before then, I think he'll be absolutely flying in that game. 
he'll be bouncing. I think Maxi will be bouncing. Uh, Willick looked phenomenal. I thought at the weekend, look, look back to his best. And I think with those kind of dynamic players playing at full tilt, I, I think will be too strong for Forrest, regardless of how many dangerous players they may have in amongst that squad and how well they may know us, as a few guys have said in the comments. But yeah, for me, I'm going 3-1, lads. I, I, I think we'll, 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 I wouldn't say comprehensive, but I think we'll beat them without sweating a bit too much. Mark's in the comments saying 2-0, Isaac and Botman. I'd love Botman to get a goal. Chris, do you think we'll... Chris, do you think we'll keep the same starting eleven as we did against Wolves? So Murphy, do you know, keeps I, do you think? I think Miggy will come in for Murphy personally. I think, think? Miggy, Miggy's yeah. I think Miggy's ability to get that goal at the weekend was maybe just that that little reminder to how if he ever needed it that you know Miggy's Miggy's that player. Um, yeah. I think I think the way Miggy responded as well would have made how really happy because. No strops, no moaning. Come on, and he won the game for us. You know what I mean? So I think Murphy is as hard as he worked. I mean, I, I think I actually I was quoted saying Murphy, Murphy start was rancid, uh, but he actually played quite well to be fair to him. But you know, Miggy just gives you that little bit more quality, I think. So I think that'll be the only change uh, in in the team. But but I think that'll be too strong for Forrest. I do. I, I think I think we'll we'll win three one, lads. So so that's it. That's us wrapped up for this week, guys. Thank you everyone in the comments. We really appreciate it. it always helps the episode flow. Um, as I mentioned at the start. If you've just discovered us for the first time can tonight, just, smash that. Oh, you always it. do this to me when I'm doing the subscribe button. Can we get everybody else who's scored it. Should we already got yours? Oh, PK one. T said 2-1. What did you say? Go on, mate. Sorry, what did you say? We'll win by the odd goal. Oh, fucking hell. It's seven. You stopped me in mid-flow for that. We'll win by the odd goal. Oh, my word. What was that about? What was it? So, the odd goal. I'm going to chin you for a score. Come on, Lee. What is it? 2 one 2-1. PK? 2-0. 2-0, like, like, just like Mark, just like Mark. I'm going 3-1 and uh, Carl's going 2-1. Either way, we're watching Newcastle United win. We need to continue the momentum. As I mentioned, click subscribe if you're interested. All free content here. And if you can like the video as well, it really helps get it around YouTube. But until then, this is goodbye from me and the lads. Let's keep supporting that team of Court United. And we'll catch you in the next ever more, everyone. See you later. See ya. See ya.